Jordan Geronimo and Malik Renault's recent uh, off-season interviews might be giving a bit of a sneak peek into what the Hoosiers' game plan and play style might be looking like next season. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, July 20th. This is Locked On Hoosiers. Long time no see for me. Uh, we'll dive into that later. I know you guys uh, only missed one episode. We'll dive into all the nuts and bolts later. Right now, we have IU News to get you caught up on, as we do each and every weekday during the season. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We're the only daily IU sports podcast out there. Jordan Geronimo, as I mentioned, spoke to the media on Tuesday, uh, the latest player to talk to the media during the offseason. And between his comments this week and Malik Reno's comments last week, uh, getting an interesting picture of what the Hoosiers might look like in terms of play style this upcoming season. Let's dive in first, take a look at uh, what Jordan Geronimo had to say it's about a 15-minute Zoom interview he did on Tuesday. Uh, I highlighted some of the important parts uh, as it went. Uh, obviously, one of the biggest things with him is kind of what position is he going to play next season. He was more of a four, kind of a stretch forward uh, with the Hoosiers this year. There's a, a possibility he could play small forward this upcoming season. He talked a lot about the fact that he's been focusing on playing on the perimeter, uh, whether it is in his jump shooting, whether it is in his decision-making, whether it's just simply making the right play when he's playing out on the perimeter more. Uh, but he, he made a point of not specifically being focused on playing small forward. He just wants to expand his game in a way that will allow him to play more. He was asked specifically about the small forward position, if he saw himself as a small forward, if that's where he thought his future is. And multiple times he uh, stated that 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 label is not something he's specifically looking for. Now, it's something he talked to Mike Woodson about and something he's open to doing, but it's not this kind of hyper-focused, I have to play small forward because that's where my future in the NBA is going to be. He made an interesting comment about a player he kind of models his game after. We'll talk about later, but he is—he hasn't been someone um, that is just hyper focused on only playing the three because it's a new position for him, and that's something he talked about as well. Is just learning how to play as a perimeter player, as a small forward, as a three. Because it comes with different responsibilities than what he's used to. He gave some examples defensively. When he's playing as a big, as a, a four, as a power forward, his responsibility on defense is to get to the rim, protect the rim, and then kind of adjust from there. When you're playing as a small forward, your job is not to run to the rim. It's to get out on the perimeter, stop ball, find, find your man, get matched up, 
try to avoid those cross-matched mismatches. And that's different for him, as well as something, as he said as well, when it comes to ball screens. When he's the power forward, he's playing drop coverage or hedge or show and recover uh, is what I did a lot last year as the big man. And now he's having to learn how to fight over ball screens as the defender of the, the ball handler in those pick and rolls as opposed to the screen setter. And it's just a bunch of kind of small things like that, that add up all around the court where he's having to learn how to play that position this summer. So it's something that he admitted he's improving on, but it's something he wants to do, but it is a new position for him. And I, I thought it was interesting, uh, him speaking on, on those specific things defensively, which is not something you typically think of when you think of, oh, he needs to play the three, your mind goes to offense where, oh, he needs to learn to shoot and uh, learn to be a better ball handler. Things he talked about. He talked about being uh, working on his ball handling. Uh, he said it's better. He said it, there isn't really anything he can necessarily compare it to. He said he wasn't Kyrie Irving out there, but it is better, and and he's doing those things, but there's another side of the court that he uh, he has to improve upon, and that's a, as big of a challenge as well. He talked a little bit about that Wyoming game in the first four. Uh, he said he had an interesting comment. Said it was quote needed for him as a confidence boost. Uh, quote: I just used that game as foundation to work on my game. Uh, he talked a lot about uh, watching film, something he's done a lot of. Does it in a couple different ways. He'll watch uh, that Wyoming game or games that he excelled in to see what he did and how, where he found success, as well as games he may have struggled in. Uh, he talked about the film room being just as important as getting on the court and doing work, sometimes even more important. So someone that has really embraced that aspect as well of making sure um, he's watching film and learning what he needs to do as opposed to just working on his game on the court. Talked about his decision to come back, quote, the ultimate factor in me coming back is I have trust in Mike Woodson. Uh, he said he wants the program to be successful. He talked a little bit about all the players coming back and how some people looked at it as a crowded front court. He looked at it as a really talented team coming back, and he wanted to be a part of that and try to uh, achieve success as a team this season, which again, maybe an aspect we don't put enough thought into. A lot of people were worried that he's going to transfer because there's other good players there. And he looked at it as there's other good players there that we can achieve something together. So uh, another interesting uh, viewpoint taken by him. It's a really interesting interview overall. He's a very, very self-aware person which is kind of highlighted in these last couple things. He said the next step for him is mentally. He has to take that step. He's already athletic. He already has the physical tools. He needs to learn how to kind of more, how to utilize all those gifts basically and take the step mentally. Decision-making both on and off the ball is something he talked about offensively, uh, on the ball, knowing when to attack, knowing when to pass, things like that, but off the ball, knowing when to cut, knowing when to screen uh, kind of goes with those challenges of learning a new position. He said he watches DeAndre Hunter to model his game after, which is really, really interesting. 
A lot of you would remember DeAndre Hunter from uh, the Virginia team that um, won the national title. He was kind of a forward for that team. It's interesting and, again, a, a great sign of self-awareness from Jordan Geronimo that that's someone he's trying to model his game after uh, and not someone, some superstar player or something. It's, it's good to have those big aspirations, but um, it, it's much more realistic to try to model your game after a 3 and D type player like DeAndre Hunter. So just a really great interview from him. Really insightful and really enjoyed watching and listening to him uh, and his take on learning a new position. We're going to talk about Malik Renault, who had some really interesting comments in his own right last week and why that could uh, be an insight into how the Hoosiers are going to be playing next season. Before that, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. Coconut Brownie Built Bar flavor you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in, you guessed it, 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of Coconut Brownie goodness. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com now to make sure you do not miss out. All those built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about built puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt free because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you get a craving and you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack. They're an excellent source of protein. Delicious, coconut-rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. It is a mouthful. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get that 15% off your order as well. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting this week, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Started on Monday. You guys need to head on over to Locked On NFL whenever, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube to see that list. Hope you guys enjoyed the shows last week. Couple what if shows that we had fun making. Uh, I recorded those ahead of time because I went on vacation last week. It was not a fun vacation. I went to Vegas and got COVID. And on the laundry list of things you can do in Vegas, I would say getting COVID ranks at the very, very bottom. So I was in bed for five days in a hotel room in Vegas, and that is not what I wanted to do. But um, I'm glad we got those out. It's, it looked like you guys enjoyed those. Uh, we'll probably do a couple more of those during the off season. We did get some good news last week. We are going to be at big 10 media day next week for the kickoff of the football season. Uh, Tuesday is when the Hoosiers are going to be there. Tom Allen, as well as Taiwan Mullen, Cam Jones and AJ Barner are going to be the players there. We'll have all of the, um, quotes, interviews, things of that nature from those guys on 
Uh, Tuesday of next week will be on Wednesday's show, most likely. So look forward to that. During my bed stay last week, I did see Malik Renault uh, had his day with the media, his first comments since uh, getting on campus. Uh, he had some interesting ones. I'm not going to give you a full recap like I did with Geronimo because it's been a week. If you wanted to see it, you probably already did see it. What I will do is highlight one specific part. This is from the Indie Star article on Renault's kind of comments. This was just kind of a succinct way from Dustin DePirac uh, of wording it. But this is what caught my eye Uh, from Dustin. Malik is operating as a perimeter-oriented power forward instead of a center, getting just as much of his summer work outside as he is inside. Quote, going between the four and five, Renault said, but I've been playing the four most of the time, going up against race a lot. Uh, In an Indiana system, that means Renault has been frequently initiating the offense from beyond the three-point arc, learning how to defend there as well. Quote, the way Coach Woodson's style is, the four is outside on the perimeter a lot of times. I've been working on my perimeter game, trying to guard one through five just being able to switch on defense and expand my range, be able to knock down threes when I'm open. Why is that interesting? Well, you now have Jordan Geronimo, (coughs) excuse me, Jordan Geronimo and Malik Renault talking about playing on the outside. Those are two of what I expect to be IU's best athletes, two of the top, three, four, five, uh, at worst athletes. The fact that they are working on defending the perimeter is interesting. Uh, it gives an insight into, especially defensively, what IU might look like. What IU really lacked last year, it's something we talked about with Dustin DePirac. They didn't have athletes last year. And it showed, especially on wing players, Ron Harper Jr. is one that jumps off the table. He had his way against the Hoosiers uh, in that game. There's any number of examples you can think of. Just a wing player that could lock down guys and hang with. (coughs) Excuse me. That could hang with tall, kind of those tall, lanky, just guys that look like NBA forwards. IU didn't have anybody that can hang with them. Putting Geronimo and Malik Renault in the position where potentially they could defend those guys is interesting. I think more so with Geronimo, IU really needs someone with athleticism, strength, just that size to defend those threes next season. Geronimo makes a ton of sense in that role. So not surprising he's trying to learn that position, especially defensively. Maybe not surprising Malik Renault's learning some perimeter defense as well. For one, Trace is going to be the center. Uh, so he's going to defend the rim. If Trace isn't on the floor, it sounds like Race might be the five. Um, we know he defended bigger guys a lot last season as well. Seems like Malik is going to focus more on some perimeter. He has the foot speed to do it. I- I'm not worried about that. It's just... <clears throat> Just interesting that he is going to be playing that role. Offensively as well, uh, it's interesting because it seems like IU is going to space things out some more. 
Um, we saw as the year went on, that is kind of where I use offense trended. It left race Thompson in the corner shooting three pointers a lot, but if Geronimo and Malik are, are going to play this year, it looks like they're going to be spaced out as well. Lend some more credence to trace wanting to do more pick and roll, spread the floor, give him more room to, to roll, give the ball handler, whether it's Xavier Johnson or Jalen hood, Shafino or someone else, more room to get to the rim and uh, gives everyone more room to operate. So it certainly seems like IU is going to play kind of a more modern spaced out offense and are looking to put more athletes on the floor and defending perimeter players next season, which is probably what we should have expected, but it's just interesting to see uh, the Hoosiers do that basically. So That'll be something to monitor. We're not really going to see it until they get on the court and start playing games, but an early sense of what IU could look like next season and how it might differ, at least early on last year, they were very, very post-focused. Doesn't necessarily seem like that's going to be the case next year. Let's take a look at a couple news and notes that we missed from last week as I attempt to get everyone caught up on some stuff uh, from the last week or so uh, and take a look at both an award Mike Whitson received and some women's basketball schedule news here in just a moment. So last week, Mike Woodson received uh, an excellence in sports. O- Indiana black expo it was not last week. It was this week. Excuse me. Uh, he received that award. It was presented to him on Friday. It was last week. The story came out this week. I apologize for the confusion. But he had a very lengthy statement on it. If you guys want to find that story, you can. I'm not going to read that whole statement. Just took a little blurb uh, that he said toward the end of it. Thank you to the Black Expo and all that you do. It has been tremendous over the years. What black people have had the opportunity to do. It's part of our culture, and there are a lot of wonderful things that are happening. Again, I am happy to be back. Uh, Anthony Calhoun, who works with the Indiana Black Expo, as well as the committee, he thanked. Uh, I cannot say enough about you. You were the one that made the phone call, and this is really the first time that I have been honored in my hometown like this, so thank you. Big shout-out to Mike Woodson for that. Happy for him that he got that award. Absolutely received or. Happy that he received it. Absolutely deserves that award. Great, great, great for him. Indiana women's basketball news from last week. We're going to do at least one segment on the basketball team probably tomorrow. Uh, they have a handful of players that took are playing internationally right now. want to get you caught up on that. But last week we found out their ACC Big Ten opponent. They will be playing UNC as well. Um a bit of a fun twist there, but um, not NC State this year. Uh, maybe not surprising um, because uh, that game had all the headlines last season for obvious reasons. Uh, maybe not the same headlines there, plus NC State and Iowa are playing, and that's kind of what I expected to happen. There's a lot more storylines there. Um the two two of the best teams 
squaring off against one another, a little bit of a different matchup. This is a different matchup for IU women as well. It's going to be in Assembly Hall for the second year in a row. It'll be the first meeting between the two schools in over three decades. They haven't played since the 88-89 series or season. North Carolina leads the series two to nothing. Uh, it's the first ever matchup between the two teams in Bloomington. If you look at the way too early top 25, which is basically all we have to go on right now, the one for from ESPN that came out or was updated, I should say, in the middle of June. The Hoosiers uh, were 13th, 12th on this list. UNC was 13th, to give you a sense of where these two schools are. Uh, so, tough matchup for the Hoosiers, but that's what this team is going to want and need. Uh, they have certainly not shied away from tough scheduling in recent years. They had a really, really tough non-conference schedule last year. We don't know nearly as much, basically anything, about the women's basketball schedule. We know the men's basketball schedule almost entirely at this point, save from when the Big Ten games are going to be played. We pretty much know everything else about the men's basketball schedule. Doesn't exist for the women's side, so not entirely certain who they're going to be playing, where they're going to be playing, things of that nature. So this is one of the first big things that we've learned about the women's basketball team for next season. As I said, I want to try to get caught up on the women's basketball news for next year. Uh, well, for this summer and heading into next year, probably in tomorrow's episode. But this is a fun one. I use going to play UNC. They're going to get two shots. Uh, the Hoosiers are this year to uh, smack around the Tar Heels. Hopefully they will be able to do that. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow. Catch up on some little bit of football news and then the women's basketball news as well. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. I'll be on tomorrow's episode. You guys can tune into that as well. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already at Locked On Hoosier LO underscore Hoosiers, I should say. Just search Locked On Hoosiers, you will find us. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Rate and review. Appreciate all the support you guys given us. We're on the back end of COVID. Hope you guys can stick with us. I'll try to mute during the coughing and those fits, but appreciate all the love and support you guys continue to give us. Closing in on a year that we've done this, and this year has been so much better than I ever could have expected. So big shout out to you guys for that. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. But most importantly, Elio.